0: My Doctor Said What is a program for health information. Be careful that if you want treatment and diagnosis of disease, you need to go to your local health care provider. Hi, this is Dr. Frank with My Doctor Said What. Today we want to talk about a few things, but our main topic is going to be about longevity. Living longer, stronger, and with better quality of life. But before that, some fast facts that I always like to do, and that is, first one, I've talked about it many times before, good old floss, now I can't use regular floss, so I use one of these, Uh, my teeth have different size gaps, so much easier, I never could work the floss very well, and that's really important very important for your cardiac health not just your gum health but plaque building up in your mouth relates to plaque building up in your arteries so floss at least once a day preferably two or three times after meals certainly before you go to bed and certainly when you get up so if you do that huge difference in your health uh, over time and visit your dentist regularly at least once a year but preferably every six months uh, if you don't have dental insurance like I have don't think I've had it in years uh, you know work with your dentist and they're pretty reasonable it's worth it believe me probably the cheapest prevention you can do for your overall health health that you can imagine and there's nothing worse than tooth pain so with that uh, a couple of things if you have allergies which a lot of people do this time of year fall start changing and allergies can occur and you can they can lessen or increase in frequency and uh, duration and intensity when you have hormonal changes such as pregnancy menopause uh, puberty for male and females so you want to be careful if you're starting to have allergy symptoms we now know that a lot of decongestants that have sold for years don't work very well good old Sudafed you have to give your firstborn to get it anymore. It was very effective pseudephedrine, um, but honey, local honey. It has to be local. Closer to where you live, the better uh, because of the pollen and the way that the bees uh, uh, pollinate and make honey can sometimes really help allergy symptoms. So the stuffy nose, runny nose and eyes, all that sore throat, scratchy throat. It's a weird old remedy but it actually works. Honey's pretty amazing stuff. It's even good for slight wounds sometimes to uh, keep bacteria out for you or your pets. Um, essential oils, people ask me about those all the time and you know the eye on the newt's always interesting. <laughs> so you know if you want to spend your money on that or a lot of supplements uh, feel free but uh, as far as any Thing other than anecdotal evidence, there's just no evidence that they do anything for you. And whatever you do, do, do not take essential oils in any way, shape, or form orally. You only put them on your skin. And like I said, I don't think that's a great idea. I really don't. Uh, you don't know what some of that contains. And someone said to me well they're organic so they shouldn't bother you. let me tell you I've told you before excrement you know human waste is organic but you sure don't want to put it in your mouth so just because something's organic doesn't mean it's good for you it just means it has a carbon base so don't be fooled by all that b17 I heard somebody recently told me about b17 a cure for cancer that, that's been going around for 40 years B17 is highly toxic, extremely bad for you. It can be fatal. B17 is not something you want to take. So just remember that. If someone touches a cure for cancer and your doctors don't give you much hope, that's crazy first of all find a doctor that gives you some hope and get the best treatment you can take care of yourself but do not go into this weird stuff you know if you go into the witch doctor for your medical advice you're in trouble go to your local health care provider for diagnosis and treatment and always get a second opinion if you have something serious or you have concerns because thirty percent of all diagnoses are not that accurate so it doesn't mean a lot if you have a cold but it could mean a lot if you're diagnosed with certain heart disease or cancer or whatever so that's a decision you have to make and if your insurance doesn't want to pay for it, argue with them and if they don't want to do it after you argue, argue with them and steal your health if it's serious enough then you go for cash pay second opinions are not that expensive so opioids last but not least opioids have a legitimate medical purpose uh, there are certain types of pain that cannot be uh, lessened to any reasonable extent without the use of opioids even fentanyl is you know part of what was discovered and made for extreme pain situations if you're not in those situations and your doctor has not prescribed it and it's only for short term or for terminal patients then you need to Stay away from opioids. Opioids have all kind of issues. If you have an operation and you have opioids afterwards for pain, a lot of times you'll find your sleep cycles really messed up. Your uh, your um, urge to urinate can be really messed up. Your bowel movements can be really off kilter. There's a lot of side effects, and they're only every drug you want to look at. Look at the benefit versus the side effects if you're taking something just to get rid of the sniffles and it's going to cause you some serious long-term kidney problem then I would live with the sniffles or find a different alternative so always you and your health care provider need to look at the risk benefit to taking any medication and that goes for over-the-counter as well as prescription so think about it. read read the labels read the directions follow carefully another thing I find really commonly is when some Something says take every 12 hours or every 8 hours or once a day. Take it at the same time every time. Well, if it's every 8 hours, you take it at 8 o'clock. And then you take it at 4 o'clock. Then you take it at uh, you know 8 hours later. That's how you do that. So you want to make sure your 24 hours is split into three equal parts not different equal parts or if it's once a day you take it at 10 o'clock every morning or nine o'clock every morning and don't take it at two o'clock the next day Then that's better than missing a dose if you forget usually but again ask your health care provider but what you don't want to do is just take it randomly you're trying to get an even amount of medication into your bloodstream on a regular basis so that's the proper way to take medication if it says swallow it, swallow it, don't chew it. If it says chew it, chew it, don't swallow it. There's reasons medications have different coatings in that for the timed release versus the instantaneous relief. Some are buccal, you put it under your your tongue, those are less frequent. Some are dermal, the patch, and I'm a big advocate if you're taking hormone therapy, you've heard me before is the estradiol patch because it's much safer than all the other methods of delivery such as oral pills. So, talk to your healthcare provider and find the way that provides the most benefit and the least risk for anything that you take. And over-the-counter, you know, use your computer for health information that is accurate. Go to WebMD or, uh, like I said, Harvard Medical or your Mayo Clinic sites. Uh, the National Institute of Health and National Institute of Aging or even AARP has some great information about your health and medications so look at those if you have a friend that's a a health care provider talk to them they'll steer you in the right direction with that I want to talk about longevity you know it's interesting all the research we've done and we've there's been more medical and scientific knowledge in the last hundred years than all the the millennia before that of humankind why is that well I mean it's knowledge breeds knowledge we get better and techniques all the time now we have ai artificial intelligence which will get massive amounts of data and comb through them for you without people having to do it manually and that's the beauty of ai there are some dangers but that is a beauty in medicine and since we've discovered the um structure of DNA and and all the different things we found that now we have gene-based medicines much more individualized what we could do is maximize the benefit of a lot of treatments and minimize the risk so but there are simple things and we found that it's very difficult to increase your lifespan beyond what is inherent in our human bodies and there's a lot of experts experts that will tell you differently but really the quality of life you can make much better the quantity of life you can make better getting rid of bad habits are longer but you're not going to go beyond a certain stage i mean if you're the average person you can expect to live hopefully somewhere unless you have some really odd genetic disease and you live a fairly healthy life you don't have a lot of bad habits In the 70s or 80s. If you're very fortunate, you can live into your 90s and live into that healthily. And if you're a really rare outlier, you may live to be a hundred. Those are just we haven't been able to change that much. But what we have changed is the quality of your life can be much, much better. And quality of life really important. Quantity is important also, but everybody's gonna pass away. You gotta face that. So, what do you need to do? First and foremost, got to get rid of the bad habits. What are the bad habits? If you drink, stop. If you can't, all together. If you can't, one drink a day. You've got to discipline yourself, limit yourself, and make sure that during times of stress, you don't change that. You don't increase it. It's a medication. You're self-medicating because you're trying to relax. So, you, you don't really want to do that necessarily. Uh, for those reasons, if you just enjoy a drink every once in a while, I would really recommend against any daily drinking. Smoking, the worst habit. Again, I said, I cannot believe we sell tobacco products in this country. Smoking, chewing, or vaping, you got to stop, period. If you want to live a long life, if you want to live a life with some longevity, and somebody will always say, Well, my grandmother would be 90 years old and she smoked three packs of unfiltered camels every day you know number one you don't know what her quality of life was and how she hacked and coughed and couldn't breathe and couldn't sleep but also she might have lived to be 110 if she hadn't smoked and she's a rare outlier so don't get into that anecdotal evidence we know from hard medical scientific evidence smoking is going to cause heart disease it's going to cause cancer it's going to cause a plethora of problems from vision to kidneys to liver, everything. You've just got to face the facts you shouldn't smoke, vape, or chew. So get rid of tobacco products if you want to live a decent life. Sleep, gotta get seven to nine hours of restful sleep every day. Sleep, you can't make up sleep, so you can't lose a bunch of sleep and make it up on Saturday. That's not the way it works. You should have learned that in college. But you have to get regular peaceful sleep and you don't want to have high stimulating activities before you go to bed you don't want to go to the gym right before you go to bed you don't want to uh, watch a horror movie right before you go to bed you want to do things that relax you your peace stress is a big factor if you're thinking about work or school or problems of the day when you lay down to go to sleep it'll interfere with your sleep patterns so find a way to relax switch, you you never switch your brain off, but you can turn the channel. So what you want to do is something you find pleasant, something that's relaxing. And if you don't have a hobby, get one. Studies have shown by the National Institute of Aging that if you have a hobby, if you have something you're interested in doing that has nothing to do with work or anything else, it just relaxes you, you enjoy it, whether it's stained glass or a sports league or uh, hunting or fishing or whatever it is, tennis, pickleball, padel, uh, soccer, whatever, a league for your volleyball league. At any age, you need to do that activity and you need to do it for 30 minutes or so a day. And if it involves exercise, it's even better. If it doesn't, that's okay. For mental and cognitive health is really important to your longevity and quality of life also. So get a decent hobby. Get your sleep. Make sure that if you're really fatigued during the day, if you can take a quick power nap of 15, 20 minutes, it could make a big difference. Um, Being tired can cause all kinds of issues. And studies have shown if you don't sleep well, starting in your 40s, you'll start building up beta amyloids, which are the proteins in your brain that cause dementia. So it's not only for your physical health, it's for your cognitive and mental health. Speaking of mental health, depression, stress are two things. Chronic stress will lead to high levels of cortisol, which lead to all kinds of problems, including weight gain, especially around your middle. You've got to learn to find out ways to relax and get rid of stress, whether it's reading a book or, like I said, playing volleyball. Uh... Whatever routine you need to do before you go to bed, you don't need to argue with people before you go to bed or get online and and let all your feelings out. You need to do something that relaxes you on a normal basis. Exercise. Exercise is critically important. I've said that over and over and over. Uh, Muscle mass and deterioration of muscle mass after you're 40 and especially after you're 50 becomes significant. And studies by the National Institute of Aging and National Institute of Health have shown that muscle mass decline can cause a number of issues with balance, Uh, cognitive, mental ability, uh, the chance of, of becoming depressed becomes much higher. Your body, fat content, even though your weight might not change, goes up and your muscle mass goes down. That's all bad for your health. So stay active. At least 8,000 steps a day are the equivalent. Uh, make yourself move around. If you're in an office or whatever, get up, walk around on a regular basis, stand, move, do what you can do. Go out for a walk at lunch. Uh, if you've got a gym, use it. Um, It doesn't have to be rigorous, and let me say this, if you're you're over 50, uh, joint issues become a problem, uh, and you say, oh, that's not a big deal, it's a really big deal, it'll affect your sleep, it'll affect your ability to enjoy things if your joints hurt really badly, and if you're taking NASADs or something all the time, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, then that's not great for you on a regular basis. So what you've got to do is do things like walking, stretching, swimming, low impact. Uh, I'm a big proponent uh, of yoga and Pilates as you get older and combine that with a little strength training. Get a set of dumbbells, do some curls and presses and some different things if you're younger, planking, those kind of things and you will see an amazing difference in how you feel mentally and physically and emotionally. So if you do that, combine that with the last element, which is if you stop the smoking drinking bad habits, you sleep well, you exercise well, and then you've got to remember that what you put in your body is what your body produces. So you've got to have a decent diet. And and we have, I'm a big proponent, I've told you, of the DASH diet and the Mediterranean diet, which basically means you eat less red meat, you don't have to cut it all out, but lean red meat when you eat it a few times a week. A lot more fish, more chicken, but definitely the fish. If you don't like fish, find fish you like. That's like saying, I don't like meat. There's all different kinds of meat. There's all different kinds of fish. Seafood. Then you have going to have plant-based proteins, beans, nuts, um, legumes. You want to have a lot of leafy green vegetables, a lot of salads, uh, a lot of fruits, fresh fruits, not from a can, fresh fruits and vegetables. And people say, well, those are expensive. Everything's expensive. Uh, They're no more expensive. You're going to be eating less and feeling better. You're going to reduce your medical costs. And after 65, the average person's medical costs in retirement can add up to over a third of a million dollars and those that aren't covered by Medicare so it's a big financial risk also if your health is not good and you don't want to become diabetic by poor eating habits too much sugar too much fat Uh, you know you want to eat healthy fats like avocados and olive oil and those kind of things uh, good salad dressing and not the fats that are unsaturated or trans fats which we don't have much anymore but you've got to really watch those you want to eat healthy fats keep your carbs make them complex nothing wrong with complex carbs you want to eat whole grains oats those kind of things and if you do all those things you're gonna live a happy healthy long life and you've done all you can do and that's a great feeling in addition like I said Be socialized. COVID-19 taught us one thing, and that's socialization is important. Being online is not the same as socialization. It's great for checking up with your grandkids occasionally, but doesn't take the place of being in person. So with that, this is Dr. Frank. My doctor said, what? See your healthcare provider for treatment and diagnosis, and watch me on all major platforms. My podcast, my YouTube podcast, my doctor said, what? By Dr. Frank. Have a great day. Remember, send your comments and questions to Dr. Frank at mdswpod at gmail.com.